Behind the Glass. This show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're homebrew back. I'm Casey. And I'm Miles. And welcome to Homebrew Bound, the best beer show on the internet, according, according to, to our, our mothers. mothers. Absolutely. So, Miles, what have you been up to this past week? Uh, I've been doing a lot of preparation for this new homebrew club that I'm starting in River what? Falls here. What? What's the homebrew club called? Uh, River Falls Homebrew Club, as of yet. That's creative. It's very succinct. <laughs> it's defini- I don't know if it's succinct, no, but it's, it's very definitive. Definitive, yes. <laughs> No, I, uh, so got a constitution, bylaws in order. I've contacted the Chamber of Commerce. I've got in touch with Rush River, the local brewery. Hey, did you give him my card? Uh, I did not, but... Were you supposed to give him my card? You didn't have a card for me to give him. I thought, I thought you stopped no, by we, to grab one. No, I, I forgot. Oh. I still have his number, though. He said I can contact him pretty much anytime. All right. Well, then we will get him. <laughs> Contacted Absolutely. at some point. Here. Yeah, no, we will. Um, so I, I'm getting a hold of all of the big names in, in as far as making this thing a legit club. Very cool. Very, very, very cool. Um, I have been sick for the past two days, which has been awesome, which is why this episode is coming up on Thursday instead of Tuesday. I apologize from the bottom of my sore, sore, sore throat. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, things seem to be better now. Um, back to doing things. I Are you back to drinking any craft beer? Uh, I have not had any beer since Sunday. Or, yeah, Sunday. So I, I have a fun, I guess anecdote to tell about Saturday. So I went to uh, Patty Ryan's, which is a local Irish pub in in Hudson, Wisconsin. One of my favorite places to eat of all time. Absolutely love it. Braised beef sandwich all the way. I had a grilled cheese. Well. I like the grilled cheese because it has bacon and apples on it and okay, two different I, kinds of cheese. I'm okay with this. It's, it's a very good sandwich. That is, that is anyway, acceptable. So I order, uh, they, have, they have a few different taps and I always see what the rotating taps are and they have hop gut on tap. All right. I've never had hop gut. Hop gut. I'm like, oh, this will be good. I order that. Comes in a pint glass. Yeah, I'm like, oh, this is good. Uh, I take a picture of it, but I didn't quite untap it yet because you know I got distracted. I was talking with my, my aunt. I was having lunch with my aunt, and I was talking with her and whatnot. It was, it was, it was, it was fun. So uh, I, I drink that before the food comes, and I'm like, oh man, this is really good. I'm gonna have another one. So I have another. So I order another one. And I'm about halfway through it, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, I should untap these. So I untap both of them. Look it up on Untapped. It's a 9% beer. Oh, God. That I just had two pints of. (laughs) Needless to say, I went home and took a nap. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds fantastic. It was was absolutely delightful. Uh, But, yeah, I had no idea it was a 9% beer. I was like, oh, wow, you should not be serving that in pint glasses. (laughs) Maybe maybe a snifter instead. Yeah, well, so, and then I had I had a really good uh, conversation. Uh, I, yes, I can hear you. Okay. Just, yeah, you're fine. You Maybe your headphones need to be turned up. Try that. How's that? That's better. Okay. All right. Anyway, so I had this really good conversation. You should have you brought that up before we started recording. It was fine before we started recording. Then we started, and it went... Okay, well, nothing changed. All right. Anyway, so uh, I had this really good conversation with 
uh, Rick and Carlos, where we were talking about how the the type of glass is kind of indicative of the beer where not not just uh not just like the style of beer in it but the abv of the beer like if you if yeah. somebody sets down a pint glass in front of you you would assume that that beer is under 7%. 7% or under i think is is about or maybe 7.5 but it's it's a gray area you're you're right around 7 and under yeah if it, if there's a pint in front of you it makes sense one that you can have one or two of you know or a yes. couple uh if somebody puts a snifter in front of you you know that beer is going to be, you know, above seven. You're looking at, you know, eight, nine, ten plus percent beers in the snifter. Makes sense. Right? That that makes sense to me. And I've been at places that have violated the laws, well, the I guess the unwritten laws, both ways. And I don't like it. <laughs> I don't. Because that visual cue is very important to me. Do you want to, do you want to know some of the uh, specific reasons why... Uh, what you're talking about is the case. So you can drink more of the glasses and they can make well, more money. Okay, there it's not just that. No, but that is a huge part of it. Yeah. No, uh there there is a science behind glass design and I've always found it very very intriguing. And uh as far as snifters go, uh you primarily only see higher ABV beers in a snifter or snifter-like glasses. Uh, with the really narrow opening, but the really wide, you know, bottom. And the reason is it'll capture more of the warmth. Chances are if you're drinking a higher ABV, you'll be drinking it more or closer and closer to room temperature. And uh, the aromatics it relies on the alcohol to get to your nose, and it needs to be very concentrated for you to pick up on it more. Okay. All right. So you were talking. All right. Yeah. No. I. I know. Like the there's there's we we could do an entire show on different yeah. glasses and yeah. why they're why they're shaped that way. Is that I, an idea to, for next week? That, <laughs> it could be. Yeah. Uh, we also need to reshoot the uh, fat tire episode at some point in the future. Oh, because, what happened? No. That that was the one that got all wonky. Oh. That one time. Okay. And so I've had a couple of re- people request that we reshoot it. Oh. So we'll do it again. Requests are good. Yes. Requests <laughs> are very good. Anyway. No. So my big thing with with the that visual cue is. As a beer drinker, even when I was a novice beer drinker, I knew, okay, this is a small one, which means higher ABV. I should not have as many of these. Or drink it as quickly. Or drink it as quickly. Here is a big one. I can have a few of these. Yes. And so it's it's that visual cue. And so when I get a, like, I've had... And this really pissed me off. I had a 4% Scottish Ale that came in a snifter... And I just about stabbed somebody because <laughs> that was a seven dollar snifter for a four percent beer, and I was not happy. There, there is definitely a disconnect with yeah. And so they they think snifter means special. No, you can have a one off beer and put it in a pint glass. Yeah, that's fine. It it should just like your most basic correlation. Like if you have two types of glasses, the smaller snifters, like you know the 10 ounce snifter or whatever, and a 16 ounce pint, you've used the snifters for the small for the heavier duty beers yes. and the pints for the beers that have the pints. Now granted, if you start have diving into where you have more uh, styles of glassware where you have the snifters and the pills in your glasses and, and the all that, and, and yeah, the, yeah, and all that. Then you start breaking it out by that. But if you just have the two, please, for the love of God, do your clients a favor 
and do it right. Yeah. No, because uh, there really is just kind of a, a, a psychology with uh, portion size. Yeah. It's like if someone, you know, if you get just a tiny little slice of a very expensive dessert, you know, or mm-hmm. whatever kind of dessert, you know that you're not supposed to have it in two bites. Yeah. You're supposed to, you know, very little bit over a long period of time so you can sit and savor, et cetera, et cetera, because it's probably very, very rich or whatever. Yep. Uh, now, if you get a nice big fat slice of pie with a big old scoop of ice cream on top. Then you can you can attack that with a fork as much as you want. Yes. You know, and the same goes for beer. If you give me a lot of beer, then I'm going to feel uh, free to drink it quickly. And, and have another. And have another without the, you know, losing my... Without losing your gourd. Yes. But if, you know, if you give me a pint of 12% beer... Things that there's a reason wine doesn't come in pints. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. And so just it's it's more common courtesy than anything, I think. And now that I've been bitching about glass size for nine minutes. <laughs> hey, it's a good topic. I, I will actually have that as one of our discussion topics. Okay. Because I, I really did find it fascinating and all of the designs really stemmed from trying to fit particular types of beer yeah and the yeah the glass design is absolutely fascinating i've always loved it i think i have most of the styles of glasses i i have i have a lot of them so i i feel like we should be able to piece together something where we can get the styles of glasses with the styles of beer and taste them that way so we should be able to figure something out that way i'm just going to throw this out there real quick what we should do is for like maybe Carlos is half him on the show and do a blind test and we just pour one beer into several different types of glasses and see if they come out different for him. Because, Maybe. I don't know. We'll uh, figure it out. Yeah. Eh, something like that anyways. Sounds like an off-air discussion that needs to happen. Yeah. All right. Anywho, what is our topic for today? Bring on the boil. Okay. Let's bring on the boil. Bring on... Um, no, I always kind of have some sort of little descriptor at the top of the page and so that's what it was today all right let's bring on the boil so what is the full purpose of the boil the full purpose of the boil is to you're doing a couple of different things one you're isomerizing alpha acids in the hops uh to you know really like to get the hops into the into the wort and uh you're boiling off uh certain compounds that you don't want in the wort yes uh the, the answer I was looking for was a lot more broad because I was going to get a much more specific. Uh, but you're not wrong by any means. Uh, it stabilizes the composition of the wort, resulting in a more stable beer. Okay. So right. I was too specific. You were too specific. Darn it! Now, what are, the way, what are some of the ways in which this is achieved? Do you just want my same answer? Uh, sure, why not? <laughs> All right, you is, have my same answer. Is there anything you want to add? Do it, wait, add to... Add. The ways that how the heat boils yeah, I, things I have, off. I have five answers. Here. Oh, okay. I gave you my two. What are the other oh, okay. three? Okay, uh, it lowers the pH for wort for proper fermentation. Okay, uh, it extracts the antiseptic quality of the hops. Okay, uh, it is the boiling process that otherwise utilizes the hops for bittering purposes and flavor, etc. Uh, boiling destroys the mashing enzymes. That's right. No more mashing. And it also assists in beer clarity with uh, the hot break. Okay. So uh, those are those are pretty much the, the really, really big main reasons. All right. 
How many of those do you think you would have gotten if I pressed you harder? If you pressed me harder, I don't know. I'm sick. <laughs> no, see, you're you're getting better. Oh, that's right. I'm getting better. I'm yeah, still sick. <laughs> still sick. All right. Uh, what I haven't had a beer in a while. I mean, I'm I'm running on half capacity just because I haven't had a beer in three days. Fair enough. All right. Um, what are the varying levels for which you can boil a product? Um, I I guess I'm uh, I'll, confused I'll, by your question. Um. I'll, I'll give you a hint. The first one I was going for was simmering. Oh, simmering. There's a rolling boil, and there's an aggressive boil. And yes. then there's a super aggressive boil, I no, guess. No, there's... Uh, I have three. There's a... Uh, they, they really uh, separate it into three of them. Uh, there's the simmering, which is actually a really, really light boil. Mm-hmm. There's a strong boil, which most people know, and that's more... Or that's usually, a rolling boil. No, uh, violent or rolling boil is the third one. Okay. Uh, and then which is best for your wort? I guess a strong boil would be best for your wort. A rolling violent. Really? Okay. Yeah. No, you you really want that really, really hard, hard boil going on. But and not too hard. Otherwise, things splish splash and you need a bigger kettle and it's a whole, it's a whole ordeal. <laughs> well, in that case, you're just trying too hard. I'm always trying too hard. All right. Why the rolling boil? Why the rolling boil? Yes. Uh, that'll really, I guess, throw the stuff out of the beer. Like, I don't know. Why the rolling boil, Miles? <laughs> uh, the driving out of oxygen, which is actually really harmful at those temperatures. Okay. Yeah, uh, it, it's where you would otherwise end Hot up... Hot side oxidation. Aeration. Aeration. I don't know. Oxidation, aeration. Well, what it is, is it's aeration that leads to oxidation, but it's still preventable at this point. Okay. Uh, sanitation. Obviously, it kills off anything that might be in there at this point, and the breaking down of uh, of proteins. That's uh, the hot break. Okay. And I think I have it in here. Why that actually happens? Anyways, uh, so there are or things that are accomplished in a rolling boil uh, with a time breakdown. I have this in here for a reason because I'm learning something new from this. All right. Uh, in the first five minutes, uh, that's when, and this is from starting a rolling boil. In the first five minutes, you've effectively sterilized the wort. There is nothing living in there anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, at 10, or excuse me, 10 more minutes is when you denature the enzymes completely. Okay. And I guess we didn't really get into it too hard, but the reason you need to denature those enzymes is because if they carry over into the final product, they can keep breaking down some of those larger chains that can continue fermentation within the within the final product. Okay. Uh 15 more minutes, which is a uh, total about 30 minutes at this point, you eliminate uh, tannins from grain husks. All right. Uh, so it is suggested to do this much boiling before you actually start a hop schedule. Really? Yeah. I disagree. I did not know this. It is suggested. Don't like this plan. <laughs> I'm disagreeing with this 110%. Uh, let's see. I have it in here. Because who's putting that much husk in there? No, 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 no. I'm saying the whole, like, everything I just said is suggested to have happen. Uh, Between the the sterilization, denaturing, and uh, the grain husk tannins. The sterilization, I understand. You know, let it get going a bit so it's actually boiling. You know, let it boil for a bit. Everything else seems unimportant. During this half hour, you are precipitating proteins. The sticky hop resins will combine with the coarse protein flocks and precipitate out of solution. 
So that is the reason you want to do this. Uh, basically, it's uh, so everything happens within the first half hour, uh, except the proteins are happening during the entire half hour. And at that point, you've otherwise finished a good hot break, and you want to do that before you start adding hops. Otherwise, nah, I don't know. I, I'm telling you. This is, you're telling me, but I, I don't think you're going to change my brewing process. Well, to be fair, you don't exactly brew hop-heavy beers. That's not true. Well, not as frequently, anyways. Not as frequently. Um, yeah, no, so that was news to me. Uh, following all of this should be the hop schedule. Uh, all the while, you are also evaporating to hit your desired volume. Uh, thus, the stages of boiling are characterized by the following function. Sterilization, the driving out of oxygen killing enzymes, protein bake, breakdown, evaporation, and then water and hot processing. Or, excuse me, evaporation of water and hot processing. Okay. So, what is the su- suggested time limit for boiling hops? 60 minutes. Yes. You can do a 90-minute boil, but you shouldn't put hops in there for 90 minutes. Why is this? Uh, you're going to get vegetal flavors and nastiness. And sharp, not unpleasant, yeah. and just all around... Uh, very undesired. Uh, so that that pretty much uh, concludes what we what we need to know about the boil. The short version is you need a strong rolling boil, and I will I'll, I'll toss it out there. I think I agree with this idea of the half hour before you know what? before a hop schedule. You you do that, but I'm paying for the protein or the propane, so that's not going to fucking happen. <laughs> I'm not saying you should boil for ninety minutes every time. I'm just saying boil half hour before you start your hop schedule, which is boiling for 90 minutes assuming you have a 60 minute hop schedule who doesn't have a 60 minute hop schedule someone making a pilsner i but on my pills <laughs> i still do 60 i do still have a 60 minute addition no okay so i mean granted they're you're boiling for 90 minutes every time plus your boil every, okay your, your boil off is going to be immense you have to calculate for that because you're you're gonna have more kettle loss then, so yeah. it just it increases everything. I don't like it. I don't like it at all, Miles. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna try it one of these days. I'm just going to make. You can do that with your one gallon batch. Um, I will actually do it with five gallon batches. That's a lie. So the the attempt is going to be. I'm going to design a beer uh, that uh, needs a certain amount of IBUs that can be accomplished either with a 60-minute or, let's say, uh, 40-minute edition. Okay. We'll, we'll cut 20 minutes off the time, and we'll see how the flavor differs. If there's no flavor differentiation, then why spend the extra time? I that, see, no, that's, I, that's, 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 that's a terrible test. What you need to do, Miles, is you need to do one where you boil for 30 minutes first and use the same exact hop schedule yeah. starting at 60 minutes, and then you do one where you don't boil for for 30 minutes first. That's your true test to see. Otherwise, you're you're you doing two different beers, and they're not the same. Once you once you no, establish I, that that thirty minutes actually helps, no, then I, you can modify the schedule. I, I guess I was trying to describe what you just did, but did a poor job saying it. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Same recipe. Just boil one for thirty minutes longer yeah. before you start the hop. Yeah. And. I, it I don't like it. Just well, mostly because I'm a speed brewer. The faster, <laughs> the faster I can get done. I'm very utilitarian in my brewing style. No, just with your time. 
overall. Yeah. Well, yeah, but my brewing style especially, I'm very <laughs> utilitarian, where I know I can get go start to finish cleanup in four hours. Sure. So I block off four hours, and that's all the time I have. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I... I, it makes sense, though. I mean, I got a very no. It, there's there's something there that makes sense, but I don't think you're going to see that big of a difference. I have a feeling there's a lot more things you could do to elevate your beer before that. Um, temp control, uh, water profile, sure. Getting your grist right, stuff like that. I feel like sure. that's going to have a much larger effect than boiling for thirty minutes. And then a lot of that stuff uh, has changed. Like you used to need to. Uh, mash pills for ninety minutes, and then do a, a ninety-minute boil on that. Just thirty minutes to boil off a lot of this stuff that causes DMS and stuff like that, which is kind of what's going on you, here. You mean the historically unmodified malts? Yeah. Okay. And so stuff like that, uh, but that's changed now because we're able to modify our malts better and stuff like that. So I don't know if this is if this is the way they used to do it and it's just not necessary anymore. I would like to get uh, some pro brewer uh, information on this or at least see you do your test so we can uh, visually or you know actually taste the difference, see if there isn't an actual difference. Yeah, I think I'd probably even just take a, a single batch and try and split it up between two boils. Hmm. I, that, I mean, that could work. I mean, it, I mean, my point is, is it would be a closer. It would be a closer approximation then. A, a closer approximation because then it the really the only be... problem then is you're going to end up with one wort that is a significantly higher gravity than the other one. I suppose because just the way things work. I can always add water back to the system. Yeah, but you're still it's starting to taper. Yeah, you're still it. It's you need to start with the exact same recipe and go that way. I, I should almost just do a an extract batch that. Yeah. It, it, it'd be easier to hit the numbers, right? Well, no, but with an extract batch, all that stuff is pre-boiled. I suppose. So you can't do an extract batch. It needs to be an all-grain batch, uh, the same exact recipe. You just have to uh, use your... You just have to modify a little bit for... It, it just Honestly, all it needs to do be is the same grain bill and hop schedule. Yeah. like And then just modify your, your, uh, your water amounts. And, yeah. I mean, maybe your grain amounts, too, to account for the boil. Boil well, off. So I will, I will gather my information and I will come back next week with a solid with a plan? proposal with with an actual recipe. All right, sounds yeah. good. I think that's really all we have for today, isn't it? It's a little bit of a shorter episode this week. Uh, blame my illness. I do always, and I blame Matt drinking all my scotch over there. <laughs> what the hell? I know, right? Oh, what a jerk, man! He's not even sharing. That's okay. I did. I didn't mean to share my scotch with him. He just took it. <laughs> what a terrible person, right? <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, if you enjoyed this show or any of our other shows, uh, go ahead and head on over to our homepage, uh, blindestudios.com, and click on the Amazon link at the bottom of the page. Uh, go do your regular Amazon shopping, what have you, uh, and we'll get a bit of a cut if you use our link. So helps us out. You're doing the same thing. It, it's great. Uh, we're actually working on redoing our Patreon rewards, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, you can view all those updates and stuff at patreon.com slash studios. If you have any questions, comments, feedback, or would like us to taste your beer on the show, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnerdstudios.com, or you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash studios, or you can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.